This episode of The Rob's Podcast with Maddie West is brought to you by Gooden Consulting. If you're a tri-state business owner, especially lately, I'm sure you know how difficult it can be to keep everything going when your computers, networks, servers, and IT aren't working properly. Gooden Consulting wants to take those stresses off of your plate and be your friend in the IT world. Gooden Consulting oversees the IT for many businesses here in Evansville so that those companies don't have to worry about their networks failing, data breaches, computer viruses, secure backup, and much more. Gooden Consulting offers 24-7 system monitoring, providing you with true peace of mind, less downtime for you as they identify and solve problems before they even happen. Fewer disruptions as they can provide most services remotely and overnight and predictable budgeting as they will work with you to create a monthly flat rate for an all-inclusive IT service that monitors all of your company's hardware and software. Even if you're working from home, Gooden Consulting can keep your machines and information safe by establishing and maintaining reliable VPNs. Join the growing number of tri-state doctor's offices, dentist offices, law firms, realty groups, and other local businesses that have let Gooden Consulting be their friend in the IT world. Call Cody at 812-402-0611 or visit GoodenConsulting.com. And by spuds and stuff, I get asked all the time. The answer is still yes. I would not lie to you about Philly cheesesteaks. I've searched this city far and wide. No one in the city knows Philly cheesesteaks better than me. And I'm telling you that Jason at spuds and stuff makes the best one in town. He used to bring me in throughout his process. He'd ask for my feedback. We'd make adjustments. And what he wound up with was just perfect. Try it for yourself if you don't believe me. And of course, don't forget the delicious spuds like the barbecue spud, the taco spud, the raging Cajun, the Philly cheesesteak spud, chicken bacon and ranch or my favorite the buffalo spud visit them at 2403 washington avenue on evansville's east side and the location at 41 in boomville new harmony has now reopened they're now hiring for drivers at both locations and if you'd like to advertise on the rob's podcast the maddie west please email the rob's podcast at gmail.com boy am i excited to talk to maddie hey what's up how you doing I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You may you may be able to tell we're broadcasting from kind of a different location. We've been kind of building this new studio for us, and they decided to move all the equipment over to the side now. There's, I'm hearing. Oh, a I was bit. like, well, yeah, uh, I'm in my attic. Well, and, <laughs> it's and, definitely a different location. So that's why the lighting kind of looks weird, and it, there may be a different. Like, I'm hearing a little bit of an echo. So I'm hoping that we'll we'll get this all. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll. This show got the COVID. Let's uh, bear with us, please. (laughs) It's a work in progress, but we're on to something really great soon. Boy, have I have I been excited to talk to you because I think with the uh, possible exception of the first episode, um, I've been hearing people have been talking to me nonstop about last week's episode. Um, as As soon as people saw the title. People were hitting me up wanting to know if it was in fact true or if it was some sort of joke that you contracted. Oh no, it's the real deal, baby. Oh yeah, Bill, people learned that. <laughs> By the way, your your COVID was great for our numbers. Thank you for that. <laughs> that sounds really familiar. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> oh, just like profiting off of other people's, um, you know, oh, ailments yeah. and, and I'm going to need struggles. Blo- and- <laughs> I'm going to need several blogs written about this uh, post tastefully. I can't believe it's I'll been get right. Week. I'll get right on it. This is me. this is this is solid <laughs> blogging material. No. Um, mm-hmm. So everyone's been everyone's been kind of talking to me about it. And then they yeah. heard the they heard the episode and they're uh, they were affected by your demeanor, I guess, or just people were surprised you were feeling as great as you were. And they want to know how you're doing right. now. And I'm one of those people. And. Tell us okay. about it. 
okay, I'll give you the rundown on what my life has been like uh, since we spoke last. So we spoke late last week. Um, and now here we are, like, I guess, yeah, almost a week later. And so I was feeling great last week, feel great this week. I think the only exception to that is that I, I would call it day five of my symptoms, like day like seven since exposure, day five since my symptoms started was probably the worst. And like, trust me, I know there's people that have it way worse than me, but it sucked pretty bad, like day five and day six. And I think I made it a lot worse because I've still been working out and I didn't really feel good that day. And I should have just like listened to my body and chilled out, but I didn't. And I worked out and I did like a full workout like I would normally do. You know, I didn't alter it like to fit the fact that I had COVID, <laughs> which is sure. what they recommend you doing. Like, hey, you can still do this, that, but maybe like 50% instead of, you know, 100% like I normally do. But so after like day five, after my workout, I felt really shitty, like really bad. Like that is probably the moment when I was like, oh, fuck, I have COVID. Like, like what do you mean? What were you experiencing? That's what it took. Like just the, the way I felt like I just felt awful. Like, I don't know how to explain it. Um, you know, I birthed a nine pound child. Yeah. And that hurt. But like I really was hurting and it's not, I don't know how to explain it. Like I would explain the headache that I've had every day besides yesterday and today, like a brain freeze. That's how I would explain it, mm. which sucks, but it's like a brain freeze that never goes away. Yeah. I mean, those are, you might hear that and think like, Oh, it's no big deal, but those go away for a normal person after 10 seconds or whatever. Yeah. It's like that piercing kind of like, like a high pitch headache. I don't know how to describe it, but that's like what it is. And it's like right at the front of your head. At least for me, it was, I'm sure everyone's different. But then that night, like I'd, I've had the headache since the beginning, but then that night it was like full, just like body shut down. Like I just felt shitty. I don't know how else to explain it. I just felt crummy. I never spiked a fever, never got a cough to this day. Haven't lost my taste or my sense of smell, which I know is really common. So I'm thankful for all of that. But it was just like, my body was just like, dude, chill out. Like, I know that you feel okay, but this is still like a, like a virus that's attacking your lungs and you're pushing them to their limits and they're already working hard to like breathe. <laughs> See, like that's kind of, and then you're like, you know, it's th so it's not to bring that up, but that's one of the things that I was hearing most was, well, this like yeah. how kind of cavalier you were about it, not just after you got it, but like some people were surprised that you seemed kind of surprised that you got it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised that I got it necessarily. I, because um, you were so, I guess you were so flippant about how, how much you were going out and doing things and not letting COVID affect your summer. And, uh, yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? That's, you know, Maddie's always been kind of honest about that part of it. It's like, if she, if yeah. she's surprised, I, I don't know how she could be surprised. No, I was not surprised that I caught COVID. Okay. I think I was surprised that I caught it from my sister and not somewhere else. That like makes, I expected like, that if I'm going to get COVID, like I would expect it to be from going to a restaurant or going to a bar or, you know, whatever strip club Just or airplane because you I would get it, you know, because like, like the way I looked at it, I've 
flown on an airplane. I've gone to bars. I've gone to parties. I've gone out to eat. Which uh, things? You know, I, I had a freaking wedding with I would say, yeah, people. Things that most people uh, were typically are not avoiding. doing. Yeah, throughout right. COVID. Yeah, so I did all of that and I never got it. And so I think what was shocking to me is that had I not done all of those things, you know what I mean? Had I not had my wedding until COVID was over, had I not gone out to dinner as many times, I still would have got it. I think that's what surprised me the most is that like all the shit I've done and it still like just came to me like in a cute little box and was just like, here you go, Maddie. And <laughs> so it's, it's like, I think I was shocked that I have done all this shit and I never got it. It literally came to me and I'm like, I guess it doesn't even matter. Yeah, but your, your sister was also, I'm assuming, pretty flippant about it and not too concerned about it. And that's part of how you got it. So how she got it, she finally found out how she got it. How'd like she, get she it? finally got back to it. So she and her boyfriend went to dinner with another couple and the, the wife and the husband had it obviously without knowing it at that time, she had picked it up from a friend at work or something. So the wife had picked it up from a friend at work, obviously gave it to her husband and then they went out to eat with her husband and that's, or yeah. And that's how they got it. So that's why people are kind of recommending you don't, you know, go out and eat with people (laughs) (laughs) and and do a a lot of the things that you guys have been doing. Um, And then the other half was like, man, it looks like she's like loving it. Like you, like you were, you were, you're still living your best life. You're still, you're still um, working out. I called you last week. You were in the middle of a workout. Yeah, I worked out. I've, I've worked out every single day, but one. (laughs) <laughs> I've been like, I, it's so easy to like get me to not working out. Like I, since you've contracted COVID, I haven't had a single workout. <laughs> That's good. I'm glad someone's lungs are resting and healing <laughs> and repairing themselves, but it certainly isn't mine. No, I think, uh, like I said, I wasn't necessarily surprised. I was surprised how I got it. Not that I got it. I thought it was, you know, only a matter of time. And, uh, I, I see it on social media all the time, like a faith over fear type of thing. It's like, you know, I don't want to be scared of the virus necessarily, but it, it is kind of scary once you do get it because you hear of people that are just like totally fine or totally healthy or totally this. And then it like kills them or they're on a ventilator or they're fine for like five days. And then all of a sudden day six, they're just like in critical condition. And I think it's cause we just don't know anything about it. There was kind of like an, Oh shit moment for me where I was like, you know, just cause I feel okay right now doesn't mean that tomorrow can't be entirely different. And so I think when day five and six came around and I was feeling so shitty, that's when I was kind of like, man, this is real. And if this is how I feel as like a healthy, active person, then like somebody that does have a pre-existing condition or somebody that has asthma or, you know, whatever would really suck for them. But thankfully I have not infected anyone else. Not even your son or your husband? not even my son or my husband, they both tested negative, which is awesome. But I think that I feel really good about that because it's like the second I found out I was exposed to it, I got tested, I quarantined right away. You know what I mean? I I took that very seriously because although I am going out and doing this and doing that, I don't want to pass it to anybody else if I get it. And so I took that way more seriously than I took the possibility of catching it in the first place. But it's like the second I found out, I contacted everyone that I had had contact with for the last, like, you know, three or four days before I contracted or before I was exposed. 
or the three or four days after I was supposedly exposed to it. And thank God no one got it. Not my mom, not my other sister, not even my kid or how my do husband, you, yeah, which is really say, cool. How do you be a husband or how do you be a wife and a mom and not get it to them? I, I have no idea. Uh, I know with kids, it's kind of hit or miss anyways. I've heard that too. I, I'm assuming it's valid. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing that I noticed that was different with Woodson was that, uh, like he had like some stomach issues for a couple days. Um, and so I just kind of blamed that on COVID. I was just kind of like, well, maybe, you know, it's like a stomach virus and, or some, uh, something yeah. like that. And then Ken tested negative and he still to this day hasn't shown any symptoms. Obviously he had to quarantine with me, even though he tested negative just because like, hello, like we but live you in guys, the same house. I mean, you, and you guys sleep in the same bed, right? Like, I mean, like, that's, right, I don't yeah. know how you could sleep in the same bed with somebody for two weeks and they don't get it. But I, I, again, I know it's, it's, it's really weird or maybe like, you know, he tested too early is that's a possibility and he could have had it and just been asymptomatic, which is really scary that people are asymptomatic in general, because I mean, you would but never even, even know you had it. Even you know if you're asymptomatic, mean? he would test positive, wouldn't he? Right. Yeah. But I'm saying if he tested too soon and he really did get it, then he would just be asymptomatic because he still hasn't shown any symptoms. Gotcha. So you're feeling, I mean, it's, you seem, I, I feel mean, great. Yeah. I mean, God bless, yeah. <laughs> God bless I you. mean, I, I do think, although I do take it seriously, I don't want to come across insensitive. I do think that the media makes it a really big deal and makes it really, really scary. And the fact of the matter is, unless you have like a pre-existing condition or, or something, a majority of the time, it's not that scary. You know, well, it's just an illness and you, and you fight it off like you do the flu or whatever. But I think it's like the unknown and not knowing enough about it and not having a vaccine like you have a flu vaccine or not having like an antibiotic for it or whatever. That's what makes it more scary. But like for me, I I, I just kind of was like, I'll be OK. Statistics show I'll be OK. Statistics say my son will be OK and my husband will be OK. So I just kind of had to trust that and just ride it out. I mean, that's what I've been doing. It does sound weird to say that. But one person who kind of agrees with you is our president who yeah. uh, like literally <laughs> the news broke as soon as like, we were kind of like on the air when the news broke that right. this happened and we weren't able to cover it last week. But um, mm-hmm. the biggest story over the past seven days without, without a shadow of a doubt has been that president Trump also got COVID. And yeah, I would of, be a little bit more scared if I was him. <laughs> okay. Why is that? You know, well, because he's older for one, which, you know, again, statistics show that it's a lot more seriously, like, had I like come into contact with my grandparents or, or my grandparents-in-law or whatever, I would have been more scared for them. Again, like when I found out I got it, I wasn't that scared. I was more scared for the people around me that I could have infected without realizing it. Sure. Yeah. But like, thank God I wasn't in contact with anyone that had pre-existing conditions or I wasn't in contact with any elderly people. But see, that Thank was, just, God, that was just kind of been a different story. That was just kind of luck though, because I mean, it, right. um, you know, because you weren't really, yeah. you know, like we're probably not going to be seeing family on Thanksgiving this year because we're still social distancing. Right. And like, I, I know that it, we just, we, we want to keep it as far away from our household as we possibly can. Well, and sometimes, you know, Rob, it just walks in your side door. <laughs> not if it's not allowed in our side door, though. I'm not going to say we yeah. haven't had any people over, but I'm saying we've definitely been limiting any interactions. It's been it's been a very tight list of people who have been to our home. Yeah. But OK. Um, so, yeah. So people are kind of shaming the president for saying exactly what you're saying. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying don't take it seriously. I'm just saying I wasn't necessarily worried about getting it, clearly. And I wasn't worried about myself when I found out I had it. I was worried about the people that are more at risk than I was worried about me. I trusted that I could get through it. And after tomorrow, I will be able to say that I successfully got through it. Oh, tomorrow. You know what I mean? to, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's my last day of quarantine. Yeah. Hey, we and can, so we can cheer to that, I guess. And so I definitely think it should be taken seriously. Obviously, I think people should still be wearing their masks. I think people should, you know, get tested if they have any symptom at all. I think that you should definitely avoid contact with people that are at risk, especially if you're like me and you're going out there and you're doing things. And like I said, I I would not have ever gotten tested had my sister not tested positive. And so there was nothing about any of my symptoms that would have made me think I had COVID because again, the media made it seem like, oh my God, like you feel like you're dying. Oh my gosh, like you can't breathe. You have shortness of breath. You have this insanely high fever. And I didn't have any of that. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, there's no reason for me to get tested. You know what I mean? Had my sister not tested positive, I don't know if there was any point in the last 10 days where I would have been like, oh shit, maybe I have COVID. Right. You know what I mean? Just because my symptoms were so mild, thankfully for me. But you brought up a you brought up a second point there, too, that I wanted to talk about, because you mentioned that you think the media is overblowing it. And Uh, a little bit. Yeah, it's interesting to hear that because it's another thing that the president is big on. And Mm -hmm. it's something that I've kind of like I've realized, especially over the past few years, like when things, when I started to kind of had that resentment at my last job and I know people think that I'm still really bitter about it. And in some ways, at least the way it ended, I I sort of was, but the fact that the fact that president Trump is president and the fact that he's probably going to become president again, at least in my opinion, shows you how the, the general population feels about the mainstream media And Mm -hmm. you can see on social media and you can see just from interacting with people in your real life. um, Whereas many years ago, it was a beloved, trustworthy position to be in, to be a broadcaster. Uh, Mm -hmm. I feel like in 2020, it's sort of despised. People think that people think that they're gross. And I'm one of those people because, and and you, you lived it with me and you, you got to live it for two years where I got to live it for 16 and I didn't always think it was gross, but it, it, towards the end of my last job, and we would talk about this in our job, like to each other, like mm-hmm. this feels gross. Yeah. Um, this is not the way I want the media to be handled. And right. I think that that's, that's what makes the, the kick in the nuts of people hating our president. The, like the, the people in the media hate it because he hates them, but he's also successful at it. Mm-hmm. And, um, it just goes to show that it's not the way it used to be. Um, people don't trust the media anymore just by instinct. Yeah, uh, and I don't think that they should either, at least a majority of the time. And I mean, not a lot of people know this. I went to school for journalism, right. found my way into broadcasting kind of by accident. Well, there's similar um, field. I mean, I, right. I, mean yeah, I, would, I, I would consider what we did a form of journalism. It was, it was mostly opinion based, but I considered myself in some ways a journalist. Uh, Yeah. Especially with, with, you know, the, like the blogging and the, and the web content and stuff like that. That's journalism. Even if it's funny stuff, even if it's, uh, you know, goofy things, I mean, it's still a form of journalism. I went into school with 
every hope, dream, desire of like being on Wall Street one day. I wanted to like be the hard hitting boss news bitch. You know what I mean? Like I wanted to be the reporter that was first on the scene. I wanted to be the people that interview all these scandalous people or all of the, you know, like the drama. And I, I wanted to be that so bad. And then uh, whenever I interned for a newspaper and I was that person to an extent, I hated it because I was like, wow, we really are like capitalizing on people's trauma. And not only that, like we're taking something that that might not even necessarily be that big and we're blowing it up just to get people to read the story just to get people to click on the web link and it just never sat right with me and i still to this day say my internship while they normally teach you things about what you'll love to do one day my internship taught me exactly what i never wanted to be yeah. Like I never wanted to be that person and th- th- that didn't did you, stuff like that. Didn't you feel like our radio jobs kind of made us be that person? Oh yeah. I mean, you, I mean, it's just, it's all, that's what I hated about news. That's what I hated about journalism is that, and you heard me say it in several, um, you know, uh, meetings and stuff that we had when we worked at the radio station, I was like, I hate news. I hate it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to read it. I hate having a new segment on the show. I hate it, period. Because these people's job is literally to make a bigger deal about something than it really is. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to compare that to COVID because COVID is seriously and it has killed a ton of people and it should be taken seriously. That's why we're wearing masks. That's why we're social distancing. That's why I had to reschedule a freaking wedding. You know what I mean? Totally get that. But nothing has ever set right with me about like just taking like somebody saying like, oh, did you know there was a fire today? And me being like, oh my gosh, there was a fire and five people died and it was horrific. And here's an interview with the mother. I'm like, that just never set right. Well, I mean, me. and like other examples of the way that the the media does it and the way our, our last job used to do it was just like, I mean, there was an, a, there was an agenda within the building. Like that's right. why the only, the only news pieces you would see about politics would be stuff that was unflattering to the president. And it would be easy for people like us to do because we were not big fans of him. But if you were, which is a valid political opinion, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. you're allowed to have it. Even if you disagree with me, um, you would, you would have to go through a lot more hoops to get those stories through than you Mm -hmm. would for the normal one that the general manager agreed with, if that makes sense. Right. Here's another, here's one I remember specifically. So I remember um, when, what store was it? It was Costco that opened up in Evansville. Mm -hmm. And someone had the idea to go, because there was like a line forming uh, around the building or whatever for their opening day. And it was a big deal. And everyone was excited about Costco coming for whatever reason. I've never been to Costco. Yeah. It's not exactly my thing, but whatever. Um, yeah. I suppose by their standards, that's news and whatever, go and do it. And then the, the general manager found out and the general manager said, you will not be doing that. Uh, they decided to advertise with the other radio station. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, it, this didn't fit into her agenda. And because they right. support somebody else, that's not news anymore. It would be, it would be right, huge. like you just pick and choose like what's newsworthy and what's not, what's a big deal well, and, and what's it, not. But it and comes, it's all to fit you. It's news if they're giving us money. Right. It's not news if they're giving somebody else money. And that's gross. Yeah. And that's a, that's I, a true I, story. Me, I hate it. 
I, I hated every minute of it. Um, there, I, you know, I remember times and I, I, I remember some specifically, um, one jumps out at me, but I remember times where a client of ours who, at least a, uh, a high ranking member on uh, a client of ours, board of directors or whatever, got into mm-hmm. some legal trouble that news stations, honest news stations were covering. Um, we were getting emails, you do not talk about this, this is a client, yeah. they, and so you can buy your way out of trouble. Yeah. You know, I remember people. Yeah. I mean, this I, I remember times where other notable people in the community uh, got DUIs or stuff that everyone else is reporting on. But because they're they're friends of the general manager, you do not talk about it. And that's gross. It's gross. It is gross. I remember whenever I was at USI and I was working uh, for the radio station out at USI, I was specifically the news director, which I wouldn't obviously have I mean, now that I've said all of I, I've said, I obviously didn't want to be the news director, but I wanted to get into radio and I took whatever position I could get, even though I already knew at that point that news was not the direction I wanted to go with journalism necessarily, or that kind of new, hard hitting news. Uh, and I remember one of my friends, a good friend of mine in college, I'm still good friends with him to this day, got busted for selling weed on campus. And of course it was a huge deal because He's on USI's campus. It was a pretty big drug bust. And I remember I'm like, you know, maybe somebody doesn't know about this. And here it is at five o'clock in the morning, like technically the same morning that it happened. And this is news and this is a story. And I don't want to talk about my friend like that. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. want to to bash him like that i don't want to share his freaking mugshot on social media like everyone else is doing like i don't want to do that and i remember telling my boss my boss like you know the professor or whatever i remember saying like um i just don't like this like i don't yeah. I don't like being forced to talk about things I don't want to talk about. And I don't like avoiding because, things that I think we should be talking about because it could ruin people's lives. Yeah. And so I I remember they, I remember, I'll never forget it. Right then that professor looking at me and she was like, Maddie, you don't have the heart to be a journalist or you have too big of a heart to be a journalist basically is what she was implying. She's like, you need to be way more cold and like way more like you, you can't, you have too many feelings. You have too much sympathy for people. You'll never make it as a journalist. And I was like, well, good, because I don't fucking want to. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's period. It's just like, that's the thing. And and people are kind of coming to realize it now. I mean, even us, like what, you know, towards the end of the show, we hit some news stories that usually I'm the one who picks out. And Mm -hmm. like, even, even the stories I call, it's like, I'm going for stuff that's going to get a reaction out of you usually, but like I'm, I'm choosing stories and just like people at the radio stations, they're choosing stories. And it's just like the process of what you do it. Like for me, my process is what is the audience going to care about? What is Maddie going to react to? But for these, but for the the companies, it's what's going to suit, what's going to suit our needs best. And people think you're gross for it. And you know, you can, you can ask questions like, why do people not trust the media? Because I see that's the big thing. I, there's one in particular one, I won't say this person's name, but there's one DJ I always see complaining about why do people always say they don't trust the media? It's because of you guys. I know you don't get it because you're not bright enough to get it, but when you're on the other side, it's very simple to see why people don't trust you. And it's because of you. That's why. So literally, quite literally, I didn't even play. That was I fun mean, though. That felt good. Yeah. 
and I mean to reiterate, COVID should still be taken very seriously. But I do the media should not be. to agree with Donald Trump. But if we're going to talk about statistics, if we're going to drop numbers, let's drop them all. That's all I'm asking. If you're going to tell me how many people have died in Vandenberg County, tell me about how many people have also tested positive and made full recoveries. Like, just be transparent. That's all I'm asking instead of just focusing on the bad and the scary. You know what I mean? So it's kind of annoying because I'm like, not not that I don't have sympathy for those that have lost their lives because of this illness, because there's tons of them that have. But there's also tons of people that have recovered. And I think it's important to share that, too. And But if the media is just like COVID, death, dying bad well and like you like, know you know we're not trump guys but like that's what helps suit their narrative too it's just like that's why they mm-hmm. do it like that's right like, oh yeah it's, it's all got because that's why when you go on fox news you hear the news one way and i got yeah. i mean i remember flipping back and forth between cnn and fox news after the debates and one mm-hmm. channel's like joe biden clearly won this debate it was not even close and then the other channel's yeah. like this was all president trump all night yeah. long i know it's just it's whatever it's whatever it's just their opinion <laughs> and then they don't understand why they're not trustworthy and that's the part yeah. that gets me the most um right so yeah, so what um, what have you been doing? You you wanted me to ask you about the Netflix Chris Watts documentary. Yeah, so I just started watching that today. I have no so idea what this know, is. What? You know the case? It was it was the guy from Colorado that killed his wife and his two kids, his pregnant wife and his two kids. Oh, is it called the the neighbor next door or the murderer next door? Yeah, or something? yeah, something like that. We're, we talked about something. watching that. Okay. Yeah. So this case was huge. It was just like last year or the year before. This case was huge, like all over the media right away because this woman, this pregnant woman and her two kids were missing. Uh, And the husband, of course, like played dumb. Turns out he actually killed them all and like dumped them in like an oil thing at his work, like dumped their bodies there. I was was just about to say no spoilers, please. But okay. Oh, oh, I'm I'm just assuming everyone knows. Oh, this is is a big news story. Okay, gotcha. All right. Yeah, so I just assumed everybody already knew what happened. Uh, yeah, but it's just a documentary about it. So I'm almost done with it, and I'm really excited to finish it. It's very well done. And all I know is, like, it, it's got me looking at Kent, like... <laughs> because all of these videos... that She was, like, super big on social media, his wife was. And, like, all of these videos of him playing with their kids and, like when she tells him she's pregnant again and like, I don't, it was just like, the dude is so normal. Like he's just like a dad and a husband and he's like plays with his kids and it's adorable. And then like just fucking murders them all one day. Wow. Like just, I mean, see, and I mean, I know everybody puts on a show for social media. You know what I mean? Everyone like has the perfect life on social media. Besides those really special people that like to air out the bad stuff, which please keep doing. You yes, know, I find don't, it extremely entertaining. Do not shame those people because I live for that. Yeah. <laughs> we, we love you. And that's, I mean, if I haven't unfriended you on Facebook and you're one of those people, that is literally the only reason why. Yeah, I, <laughs> Because I, I love knowing your baby daddy drama. I yeah, love it. Same. But um, <laughs> I never engage with it. Like I never comment on anyone's anything, but I love to read it, especially well, when like more people I mean, get involved. Brittany even makes jokes about this for me because like, so if I don't know, I could not know either party involved, but I'll start, th- right. I'll start clicking on people going down the rabbit holes. Like, okay, what's, yeah. What's and I'm like, you know what? Story? Your baby daddy is a piece of shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but I'll, ne- I'll never like comment on it though. But I think the, the thing that surprised me so far about this documentary, which you should watch it if you get a second. We will. It's um, only, it's only a 
one episode deal, right? Like, yeah, I think it's only like a little over an hour long. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just about done with it. But again, this dude was so normal. Like, it's literally like he just woke up one day. And I mean, I haven't finished it. So there, there could be things that was going on behind the scenes with him personally that I don't know of yet. Like, like a, a, a motive, I guess, is what I'm searching for. But yeah, I'm looking at Kent like, are you really playing with our kid? Or are you just going to wake up and strangle us all tomorrow? Like, that's an, that's because... an everyday fear for me. Like <laughs> that, I've, I've been dealing with that for seven years. I'm, I'm yeah. numb to that feeling. <laughs> so that was really good. I've obviously been doing a lot of Netflix watching just because I'm stuck in the house, but I also finished Ratched, which has Sarah Paulson in it. Oh, you love I her. Think she is phenomenal. Yes. I, I'm in love with her probably. I know you've always had a crush on her and I I have other friends who do and I don't get it. I think it's just her talent. Like that's the only thing I can think of because like, well, I think she's beautiful. She's not like a Margot Robbie. You know what I mean? I'm not like hypersexually attracted to her. Like I am Margot Robbie, like Margot Robbie could have just no personality at all. And I would still be like, do you want to come home with me? Like, I think Sarah Paulson is like the perfect combination of like elegance and class but also good looking. So I think that's why I'm attracted to her, but I also think she's a phenomenal actress and ratchet is so good. It's really gory though. Just an FYI. Well, I don't even know. I don't even know. I've heard, I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. It's like about a nurse, nurse ratchet, obviously. And she kind of weasels her way into a hospital where her serial killer brother is being held. Obviously no one knows that that's her brother. And she's basically trying to get him out of jail time by deeming him, you know, unfit to stand trial because he's insane, even though he's really not insane. He's just a murderer, but I kind of follows. And obviously there's all these plots and stuff that go along the way, but um, I like it because it's like taking place back in the day. And I think that whoever did the costumes and the wardrobe for that show is going to win some serious freaking awards because like, the style in that show just like nails that era so well of like the fifties and sixties and like, it is so cool. It's so neat, but I just finished that. That's excellent. Started the documentary and I started rewatching, uh, the haunting of Hill house because a new season, the haunting of Bly Manor is about to come out on the ninth. I I intend to, I've never seen haunting of Hill house, um, oh, you should watch it. I know. Brittany asked me when it first came out if I wanted to watch it with her. I saw the trailer and I passed, and I've yes. regretted that ever since because it blew up. Did she watch it? She did. Yeah, she watched it without me because I gave I I said you can watch it without me, and I made that was a mistake. You, of mine. you need to ask her about the bent neck lady because that fucking bitch is scary. Well, don't tell because I'm gonna. Ooh. I do want to watch and I want to watch Blind Manor or whatever it's called when that yeah, comes yeah. out too. They're not connected, right? So right. Haunting of Hill House was just one and done. Right. So this will be the same cast, but an entirely different story. Right. So I, I, I do want to join in you know, at some point yeah. on that one. So uh, especially it's so good. We love, I like watching spooky stuff in October. Mm-hmm. Like it just, it, to me, it's a hand it's in a scary. Um, It's scary. I've, I've already seen it and I literally am still watching it. Like, like I know what's happening. I know the bit like neck lady is about to pop her scary ass out, but I'm still like, Oh my God, it's, it's spooky. <laughs> you wanted me to ask you about Shelly. Yeah, Shelly's doing good. She's recovering well. I've spoken with her a few times. She's Wait, looking extra face lifted. Oh, for some reason I thought we were talking about COVID for a second. She did not get. Oh no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, no, she's recovering she didn't get from. COVID. What is? What did she get done? Was it? Was it a facelift? That's right. Is she still in Arizona? 
Yeah, and actually, Nurse Maddie's going out to to take care of her this weekend. Oh my! God. You're flying this weekend. <laughs> yeah. You just don't. I'm gonna go take care. You, 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 you just don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, what's the worst that could happen? I've been there, done that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm free. Your quarantine's done. What this weekend? Yeah, it's done tomorrow. We're never gonna get back in the same studio. We're just. It's just. <laughs> it's just never gonna happen. We're just gonna be. Well, I mean. I probably have antibodies now that will fight it off if it comes my way again. And I actually had a friend put this to the test recently. He already had COVID. And so he came over to my house on Friday and had lunch with us. And he was like, let's just see if I can get it again. And he hasn't so far. <laughs> so that's good. Well, this, that is a very intense research study that I'm glad you guys performed. <laughs> I know specifically people that have gotten it twice. You can absolutely get it twice. Oh, I know. I know it's a possibility. Though, just, though it does seem to be rare. I don't know. We're, we're going to be zooming for the rest of, for the rest of, <laughs> <laughs> for the rest of time. I can't believe this. You're going on a plane this weekend. Yeah. Well, have Once fun. I'm free, baby. I'm free. So is there anything else about her recovery you want to let me know about? Or is this... oh, I'm going to go out there and just wheel her ass around and we're going to go do some hood rat stuff. Send her my love, please. This episode of the Ross podcast with Maddie West is brought to you by Emporium Hair Salon. Now under new ownership, Emporium is a full service hair salon offering cuts, color, extensions, barbering, facial waxing, as well as bridal and special occasion hair. They are also a Redkin and Moroccan oil retailer. And of course, you should always shop local. Emporium also offers Kira therapy smoothing systems with almost 4,000 square feet uh, with plenty of room for social distancing and at least six feet in between all stations. They also have 18 stylists and have booth rental space available. So if you're ready to look and feel your best, check out Emporium Hair Salon on Evansville's east side, 4913 Theater Drive. Give them a call at 812-401-1941. And as a special offer for listeners of the Rob's podcast, the Maddie West, if you mentioned that you heard it here, they're going to give you 10% off your first service. That's Emporium Hair Salon. Schedule your first appointment at 812-401-1941 and get 10% off. If you'd like to advertise on the Rob's podcast, the Maddie West, please email the Rob's podcast at gmail.com. Oh yeah. All right. I had some news stories here. We talked about Trump getting COVID. I'm going to throw these next three pages away. Cause that's just, we, we talked about that. Um, yeah, it's Trump also got COVID. It's He's also good though. I think a week old at this point. So, um, we talked about him saying, don't be afraid of it. Okay. So I've got a lot. We can just skip through here. Uh, I saw Trey songs got COVID this week. Oh man. I saw that I know a ton of professional football players are getting COVID. Cam Newton uh, tested positive. Has, yeah, I wish he would have tested positive before they played the Raiders, but unfortunately that didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and the Raiders lost, but whatever, I'm fine. I'm not even a little bit upset about it. But uh, so they're like postponing a ton of games, rescheduling games, and obviously using like second, third, fourth string freaking players just to be able to play a game. I'm like, read the room, man. <laughs> like you're going to have no players left. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's coming from Maddie. <laughs> Read the room. I just say, if everybody in your circle keeps getting it, I feel like it's just going to keep, I mean, as it's done already. Well, and this, uh, you know, also be careful and apply that to your own life too, Maddie. Be careful. Yeah. I'm just, I want you to be safe. I want you and your family to be safe. We're all good so far. Thank goodness. Um, Netflix, I'm sorry, uh, Netflix is the next story. McDonald's is continuing the strange uh, fascination they have with rappers. Um, oh, so we talked. I about, also have a strange fascination with rappers, <laughs> turns out. Yeah, but you're not a fast food joint with a clown mascot. 
True. You know, you're you're a 26 year old hood rat. I'm 27, but yeah, a 27 year old hood rat with COVID. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like we totally understand why why Maddie is fascinated with yeah. Travis Scott getting a the, tr- people thought Travis Scott getting his own Happy Meal or whatever was super weird. I'm one of them, and now Jay Balvin is getting his own McDonald's meal, and I'm just like, what, where, when, and how did this happen? Well, first of all, what a downgrade. If ag- we're ag- going to start at Travis Scott. We I need hear, to keep going up. Why are we going down? My understanding Why did we go is from Travis Scott to what J Balvin. I hear on a global scale, J Balvin is humongous. That would make sense because I know that he speaks Spanish. I think he's big in, yeah, so, in the Spanish-speaking countries, especially. And so, um, as somebody that doesn't speak Spanish, I would assume that that means he can go more places and do more things, being bilingual and probably. I don't know if he lives here or not. I have no idea anything about Jay Balvin. I don't want to buy his Happy Meal either. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. Did you ever <laughs> did you ever wind up getting the Travis Scott one? No, I didn't. I don't eat McDonald's <laughs> unless I'm in a in a dire situation. When's the last time you ate McDonald's? Um, I think it's been t- three weeks for me. But I mean, don't I mean I eat fast food plenty, but specifically oh, McDonald's got- probably three weeks. Whenever we were on the way to uh, like the dirt bike track with Kent a couple months ago, we stopped and got McDonald's breakfast, and I got the one that has like the egg in it and the biscuit, the big breakfast. Is that what it's called? I don't know. And it's got a hash brown and a sausage in there. I got that. So it's been a couple months, but gosh, before that, it's probably been a really long time. Gotcha. Uh, we talked about cuties a few episodes ago on Netflix. Every time I hear that, I think of the little tangerines. <laughs> yeah, I never called those cuties. I know you did. Uh, I do. They're like my favorite things ever. Um, I saw that there's a grand jury in Texas that's indicting Netflix over lewd depictions of children because of the movie Cuties. Well, that um, makes sense. Netflix is actually continuing to stand by its product. Um, let's see. Um, well, the, they seem they already said that. I thought they were already just like tough shit. We're going to go ahead and do it. They're accusing Netflix of quote, promoting visual material which depicts the lewd exhibition of the genitals or pubic area of a clothed or partially clothed child who was younger than 18 of eighteen years of age at the time the visual material was created, which appeals to the prurient interest in sex and has no serious literary, artistic, political, or scientific value. Have you watched that I show? I kind of agree with that. No, I haven't watched it. I know we've talked about it before, and we talked about how... Netflix or how we found out that it was more like you, you told me this, I think yeah, it, was, it was more like, uh, not what it was portrayed to be again, the media doing its thing. Well, Netflix, but, the only thing they they're, they're standing by the, the content of the show and they're saying, quote, cuties is a social commentary against the sexualization of young children. Okay. There we go. They say this charge is without merit and we stand by the film. I think part of the reason that this is a problem is that, it's probably not that great of a show. Yeah. Um, I, you know, a lot of times, um, oh boy. Um, if it's, if it's good, people will forgive it for its, for its merit and Mm -hmm. accept it more. Like Eddie Murphy has this, has this great joke about how, uh, if it's funny, no joke is racist. You know, if, if it gets, if it gets a laugh, that's, you know, it it works just like this. It's just like, maybe if the content were, 
something people i don't know i don't know i don't or maybe they just shouldn't show the 11 even if it's like a even if it's like trying to portray like this is what we shouldn't be doing if you're still showing it i still feel like it like a pervert is is going to take whatever they can get they're not going to be like oh look at this educational film like showing (laughs) six-year-olds shaking their ass like i totally understand that this is what they're trying to portray the message of this is what not to do like it's still being done. It's kind of just like when you tell somebody don't do that and then you do it. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, like when like Woodson literally today was like, Oh shit. He kept saying, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Whenever he heard the ambulance outside. And it's kind <laughs> of just like, like the me beginning, saying, you sound like the beginning of that London bridge song from Fergie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what he sounded like. But then I'm like, Woodson don't say, Oh shit. And then he's like, Oh shit. You know what I mean? So it's like if you it's like you're you're doing it, but trying to say not to. But yet you're still saying it. So he still thinks it's OK. Gotcha. Yeah. When okay. instead you should just be like, don't say that. You know, we don't say that word. Instead, I'm like, stop saying, oh, shit. Here I am still saying it. So he's like, we're all saying, oh, shit, it's lit. You know what I mean? And I'm like, OK, noted. There's, I feel like once a show, there's always a time where I'm like, Maddie, you have such a way with words. <laughs> and your your parenting philosophies right there. I feel like just, yeah. that was that was this week's example of Maddie's eloquence. Okay, I'll okay. take it. So I'm going to ask you a question, and I'm curious to see if you answer how you because there was one time the question is going to be mm-hmm. what's your favorite movie ever made, and I'm going to see oh, if you're okay, loyal yeah. to because you told me before off the air what your favorite yeah. movie yeah. is. Okay, and yeah. I'm, I'm curious if you're consistent with your answer. So Maddie. I can promise you I'm consistent. My next story has to do with your favorite movie of all time. What is that? Silence of the Lambs. Abs- very good. Okay. <laughs> this is, that makes That's me That's kind of fucked up, ain't it? <laughs> Not really. Um, that was a... Like, like, my favorite movie involves a guy killing people and wearing their skin. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people love that movie. I, I saw it once and it didn't, really, it. it didn't click with me, but that's the one you told me was your favorite movie ever made of for whatever reason. Yep. I saw probably one of the only movies I actually own on DVD. The Buffalo Bill house from that movie is up for sale. You can, Oh, you can own the house. It's in Periopolis, Pennsylvania, about an hour South of Pittsburgh. So there is that cool. Um, but that sounds fun. No, Pittsburgh is not fun. It's not not fun. I mean, what about Periopolis? It's, it's known for the Buffalo Bill House. You can get it. It's up for sale on the market, $298,500. So two, $298, is the cost of the Buffalo Bill House. I mean, it It might surprise people. It's a smidge out of my price range. The home was built in 1910. <laughs> it was previously oh, wow. sold in 2016 to a big fan of the Silence of the Lambs film. Uh, yeah. It sold for 195000 back then. Oh, uh, they're turning a profit the owners before that had lived there for almost 40 years and they were the residents when the movie was shot there so there you go you oh, can buy the house so if you want. yeah i would have passed over that I had just, had i not know i was like maddie this is her favorite movie she told me it before she stood by it so time. she better yep. okay so i had a cool list here and i wanted to turn it into kind of a game cool. so what my list is is the 25 highest earning celebrity brands so, if first of all, do you want okay. to take a guess at what the highest earning celebrity brand is? I would probably say you mean like a brand that a celebrity has created on their own. Yes, or at least owns. 
Okay, I would probably say uh, Kylie Cosmetics by Kylie Jenner is probably up there somewhere. Number eight. Okay. Any more guesses? Um, uh, the Kardashians, I would say probably Kim Kardashian with either Skims or KKW Beauty. KKW Beauty, number 12, 100 million. Okay, um, I would probably say Fenty by Rihanna is probably on there. Yes, Fenty's number four and five. Fenty Beauty oh, wow. and Fenty Fashion House. Yeah, Fenty like You're doing good. Okay, this stuff. is actually better than the game I had. Keep going. Can you name any more? Um, I would say there's got to be somebody that's created some kind of liquor on there. <clears throat> I some need, kind of I need names. Uh, beverage or liquor. I'm trying to think. All right, well, if you Gosh, want. I feel like uh, maybe Diddy with Ciroc. I don't see Ciroc on here. Okay. That's okay. You, you, uh, you Beats good. by Dre, probably. Number one. got to be on there. Number yeah. one, 1. That's 1.5 like billion. That's like a billion. That's like bees. Yeah, 1.5 billion. Okay, so here's what I'll do. I'm going to go through the list. I'm going to tell you that for some of them, it's obvious, but for the ones that aren't, I think it will be fun. So I'm going to tell you the cool. brand name and you tell me the celebrity who owns it. Oh, okay. Like, for example, number two is easy. It's Yeezy. It's what? Yeezy. The Yeezy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kanye. Right. Yep. And number three is the Jessica Simpson collection. Oh, you meant no idea. Give me a hint. (laughs) You got four and five. So but number six, do you know who owns the Honest Company? The Honest Company. I don't even know what that is, Um, to be honest with you, but I know the celebrity. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? Nope. She owns some shit like that. Her name will appear. Her name will appear later in the list. Um... Honest is Jessica Alba. Oh, yeah, I would have never guessed that. Do you know what Honest is, though? I don't know what that is. I have no idea. No, okay. but okay. I was thinking it was like something like the Gwyneth Paltrow thing. Fabletics. Just like, Ooh, you okay, so you're into working out and stuff. Kate Who, Hudson. There you go. Yeah, and I actually, side note, Fabletics is my favorite workout brand ever. That's literally all I wear. You mentioned Kylie Cosmetics. Oh, you so yep. you endorse Fab, you like Fabletics love fabletics like i have tried listen i'm shelly's daughter when it comes to like expensive athleisure i have tried it all but fabletics is just that shit man have you ever because you've it. worn a lot of workout stuff on this show have you ever worn fabletics on this show oh probably almost every single time i've worn workout stuff i've had fabletics on really okay interesting it's literally all i wear the only relatable thing for me loving and kate hudson is that she was the actress in my favorite movie ever made which is, which is almost famous. Oh, cool. I have seen that actually. Yes. So she, she, uh, not coincidentally briefly bears her breasts, which is a, uh, <laughs> I do. I remember that part. Yeah. That's a, that's a good part of the movie. You mentioned yeah, number eight, Kylie cosmetics. And in fact, actually I didn't even realize this number nine is also Rihanna. So Holy cow, uh, which is savage, savage and Fenty, like savage X Fenty, savage times. Fenty. Yeah. That's uh, the lingerie. I'm pretty sure. So wow. She's number, she's number four, five and nine. So, yeah, so she's got like, it's clothing o- yeah it's over a billion makeup. combined yeah wow. and lingerie yeah, right, she's about killing it man i love rihanna number 10 you'll probably know this one who owns title title yeah i would definitely is that, know this is that a record label not a label i i associate it as a streaming service oh gosh i don't think i know this jay-z okay what i don't a- think i knew that i probably wouldn't have guessed that okay what about this one do you know who owns the row no. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Well, I'm glad they're still getting money somehow because it certainly isn't from acting anymore. <laughs> they're, they're number 11. They, I mean, they're, it's worth $147 million. 
Oh my gosh. Well, good for them. Whatever the fuck that is. You mentioned KKW. Yeah. Yeah. Which is Kim Kardashian West. What about flower beauty? Oh, is that the girl from stranger things? (laughs) It's Drew Barrymore. Oh no, I would never guess that. I know Millie, Millie Bobby Brown. That's who I was thinking of. She has something that sounds like that. I don't think she's on this list. Okay. Look at Drew Barrymore. Good for her. Number 14 is Victoria Beckham, which I guess is just a brand in herself. Okay, but here's a, a tie for number yeah. 14. I know this okay. one. Do you know who owns Psycho Music? No. Let me also help you. Psycho is spelled S-Y-C-O. You don't know this? No. I could tell you this one. This was Simon Cowell. I, I like what he did there. Yes, yes. I appreciate the creativity <laughs> of that name. Yeah. Okay, number 16. This may be a beverage. This may be alcohol. I'm not sure. Casamigos? Okay. Casamigos for sure sounds like a tequila. Right, doesn't it? Um, I know Aaron Paul and Brian Cranston have a tequila but i don't think that that's what it's called it's not i think there's a something amigos anyway casamigos is george clooney so i think it is an alcohol yeah um, i think i've oh, seen like promotions for that i know this one I'll, i'd be interested to see if you know this one the 4040 club Mm-mm. that's jay-z he's rapped about that in a few of his songs okay Wahlburgers. Mm-mm. you don't know Wahlburgers? Well, was it Mike Wahlberg? <laughs> What'd you say? Is it Mark Wahlberg? Yes. That would make sense, Correct. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I always just thought it was the Wahlbergs, like several of them, but yeah, it's Mark. Yeah. Okay, cool. This one I didn't know. I've heard this restaurant before. I know it's a huge, um, it's like one of the nicest joints in New York, Nobu. Okay. Do you know Nobu? No, I always hear about Nobu. Like, I know that's where all the celebrities go. I know that it's yeah. like the place to be. I know several rappers talk about it in their songs. I never knew. I have no idea who owns it. Never knew this. I'm blown away. You know who owns Nobu? Who? Robert De Niro. Really? This one's easy. The OWN wow. Network. That's Oprah Winfrey, well, yeah, obviously. Oprah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll, you'll know this one. So this is a, here's another appearance for this guy. Rock Nation. Um, hold on. Stop um, it. Rockefeller, no, y'all. No, I have no idea. Jay-Z. Wow. Do you okay. know, Jay-Z's not one of your, that's like, That's not fa- who I was thinking of. It, well, I guess you said he's already been on the list. Rockefeller no, Records and the Rock Nation oh, apparel yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I guess Rock Nation threw me off. Had you said Rockefeller, maybe I would have guessed Jay-Z. Uh, another tie for 21 is Kylie Skin. We talked about Kylie earlier. I didn't. I this use one, all Kylie skin products on my face. This one, this one blew my mind. You know the website Funny or Die. Yes. Do you know who owns that? No. Me neither. It's Will Ferrell. Oh well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean it does. But how did I not know that? Yeah, I had no clue. That just goes to show you, like these people make a ton of money off acting and stuff like that. But just like Kent always tells me, he's like, "Man, it's the investments that you make when you start making money yeah. that get you the most money." <clears throat> I've got three more for you. Cool. Um, Overbrook Entertainment, which I believe is a movie production company, but I'm not positive. Overbrook. I believe I've seen that like before some movies, like Overbrook. Yeah, it's it's not unfamiliar to me. No, I don't know. Will Smith owns that. Cool. Do I you, like Will Smith. Do you, I don't know what Sugar Pova is. 
I have no idea. That's owned by Maria Sharapova. I've heard of her at least. Yeah, the name sounds familiar. And then here's the last one. Goop. That's Gwyneth Paltrow. That's Gwyneth Paltrow, exactly. Yes. I believe I watched that Netflix documentary. Oh, I don't know the, I don't even know what you're talking about, but I've heard of Goop. And I yeah, know she has she has like a it's kind of like a wellness I wouldn't even call it like a I guess it's a brand, but it's like, I don't know, like they don't necessarily like sell things. I don't think no, the only, the, sure only do, the only thing I know about goop is that they sell a candle that Gwyneth Paltrow says smells like her vagina. So the candle, oh. the candle is called this candle smells like my vagina. And you it's know a, what? I'm going to have to purchase that. Now. <laughs> it's a hot ticket from what I understand. It's a big seller. It, well, it's gotta be just because I want to know what it smells like. And I don't know why anyone want their home to smell like that. Because vaginas don't smell like flowers or anything. And if they do, then we need to (laughs) slow down on the perfumes and the lotions because those don't belong in there, ladies. But I'm telling you, I'd buy that candle. I I would smell your candle if you bought (laughs) Gwyneth's (laughs) cotton. Wouldn't it be great? Everyone smelling Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina soon. Wouldn't it be great if uh, like Bed Bath & Beyond sold that candle as trout? (laughs) <laughs> here's sea bass it's also known as Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina can you imagine had like I made a wedding registry and on my wedding registry for like Bed Bath & Beyond it's like Maddie and Kent would love a new set of silverware this exquisite cast iron skillet and a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina <laughs> yeah they're... I already know the title of this episode now it's called this episode smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina is it <laughs> yes I, I don't know how we can call it anything other than that at this point <laughs> sometimes it just comes to me in the middle of the episode and I'm like that's it well if you've ever wondered what Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina sounds like it sounds like this episode <laughs> so like if good. you go down there it's just like you're now listening to, and this episode of Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina is brought to you by Emporium <laughs> <laughs> Something along those lines. Uh, maybe I'll hit that up for the next month. It's a good idea, Maddie. Thank yeah. you. Um, <laughs> the internet is split, um, and I was interested onto your thoughts on this. Something okay. like they have they polled two thousand Americans, and here's the uh, oh no no that's for the that's for the next story. Hold on, this part they they surveyed a lot of people, and it's split like right down the middle. Okay. What is the best kind of Halloween candy? You get two choices. Oh, okay. Chocolate. Versus non-chocolate. Chocolate. Non-chocolate. Really? Yeah, Yeah. you are one of those weirdos. That's not weird. Yeah, Yeah, it's a little weird. That's not weird. It's, hey, half the people agree with me. Kit Kats. Babe Ruth's. Almond Joy's. Dots. Twix. Dots. Who eats Dot? That tastes (laughs) like candle wax from Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina candle. Well, then, if that is the source of Dots... I mean, I, I want to just now we're eating Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. We're smelling it. We are too involved in Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. We need to get out of there. That's actually we where I'm broadcasting. If you're wondering why it's been echoing, I'm actually broadcasting from Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. <laughs> and it does smell kind of pleasant. <laughs> I think it smells great. Um, Good job, Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, let's see here. I have the most iconic Halloween movies of all time. Sour gummy worms are good. I'll give you that. 
Yeah, anything, never upset to get sour gummy worms. Anything gummy beats anything chocolate to me. Oh gosh, I just can't get with that, man. Yeah, it's, but it's, that's why the world split. The whole country yeah, split about this. Literally down the middle. That is shocking. I mean, Halloween candy specifically, you do come across more of the non-chocolate, I think. No, you I know? disagree. I, I like think Halloween. chocolate. I think chocolate is the most common thing that you get. If you get, if you're getting an item, it's usually something with chocolate in it. Well, just why we're on the topic. We should stop giving out nerds. Nerds aren't good. Stop it. Why would you say that? I would much rather have They're nerds than chocolate. They hurt your teeth. They're not good. I don't like them. They're just crunchy. I like a nerd's rope because it has a little bit of a gummy in there, and I like I like that. But my earpods are about to die. Other at 10%, matter of fact. But um, I just don't understand nerds. And as a kid, I was always disappointed to get nerds. That's probably the most disappointing of Halloween candy that I have on my list. Like when I, or I don't know, Twizzlers are, are right there too. But I was always just like, ugh, Twizzlers and nerds. Bleh. No, Twizzlers. Never wanted to get a Krabby Patty though. Twizzlers, like you're, you're mentioning all my favorites and you're, you're like, you're disgracing them. I just, Twizzlers, di- I no, disagree. I, I like the pull apart ones. The string ones are all right. Boy, and I'll tell you. They do taste different. For someone waving the chocolate flag, I could, you could shit out a better candy than a Tootsie Roll. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And I don't know why I named Almond Joys in my in my rant earlier because Almond Joys fucking blow. No, they but they're they're not good. They're not good at all. But uh, I I'm a fucking slave for some Reese's or some like cookies and cream Hershey's. Well, unlike like, you, yeah. Un- unlike you, I will not say. By the way, I don't know the cookies and cream. I don't consider that chocolate personally, but maybe I'm off there. Uh, I will not talk poorly about these candies that you're mentioning. I will only say that I prefer things like the Twizzlers, <laughs> the dots, the gummy things. Listen, personally. I don't discriminate. I don't discriminate unless it's cut, unless it's nerds. I feel like I'd rather do this one next week. I have a big list of like the what Americans' favorite scary movies are. Oh, okay. Or is it too early? Do you want to do it now or next week? I can do it now if you want to. Yeah, let's do it now. Why not? Okay. My AirPods might shit out, but um, you can. But my audio should still. Pick yeah, you still up pick up. All right, that's fine. Yeah. What, do you have a yeah. favorite scary movie? I, you're gonna have to give me some time. Do you? That's like I'm gonna have to think think about it while you while you go through this story, okay. and I'll I'll try to. Oh, I got it. Okay, mine is number ten on the list. Which is your favorite scary movie? Because like I have a hard time calling scary movies like my favorite. But I can tell you the one that freaks me out the most. Okay, well, I guess to be fair, the, the question was the most iconic Halloween movies. So maybe I'm a little off with the way I position that. Okay, well, I think Halloween is probably... Number one. Like the goat. Number yeah, one. the goat. Um, I've seen all of them. You, there's like, aren't there like 20 of them? Yeah, there's a, there's a ginormous amount. And you've seen all of them? I've seen all of them. I don't Halloween think I've movies. seen all of them. All of the ones with, um, what's her fucking name? Jamie Lee Curtis. Short hair. Yes, all of the ones with her in it. I, I know that's. I say. You know that's the one I said had the penis before, right? Yes. Okay. Which Good I don't. For her. I don't know about for sure. I just uh, I hadn't seen anyone selling any candles saying this candle smells like <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis's vagina. <laughs> We're on to something. This cheese. We're smells, about to make a this, lot of money. This cheese smells like Jamie Lee Curtis's balls, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I enjoy her. I love it. I, I, I love it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm it. sure her balls smell great. Um, Halloween I, is sure number one. Do you want to name other ones yeah. that you think are on here? I'll tell you where they're at. 
Halloween movie. I mean, I guess is Friday the 13th considered Halloween-y? Yeah, of course. That's number six. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> do you Chucky? remember, do you remember some Halloween Chucky ones? Child's Play is number nine. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you recall what my favorite scary movie is? It's number 10 on this list. I don't think so. I'm loyal to this. This is what I feel. At least it's the scariest movie to me. I, I okay. still have a hard time watching this movie. It's The Shining. Oh, okay. Yeah. Have you seen that yep. at least? I've seen The Shining, yes. Okay, good. I um, like scary movies. It, as I got more into like adulthood, I stopped same. watching them as much oh, because no, 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 I got no. anxiety really bad. I started to, but as I a started, kid, I ate it up. I started to appreciate them around my senior year of college. I don't know what it was. I think it was when um, when Saw came out, which Saw, by the way, is number... Yeah. Um, I know it's on here. Saw's number 19. Uh, I okay. thought I thought that was a really I thought that was a great scary movie personally. It, it is a great scary movie. The the like the concept behind it, it had never been done before. Correct. And then my it was other, next level. My other honorable mention was Paranormal Activity, uh, number that twenty. That one is scary. I, people talk shit, but that's a scary movie. No, it's it, it's all. Not only is it scary, it's so well done. It's really yeah. it's a good movie. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Nightmare on Elm Street is number two. Okay. I'll just, I'll, I'll, I will not instead of saying numbers, I'll just say Scream, The Exorcist, Beetlejuice, which I think we're about to watch with Will here soon. Oh, nice. Uh, you said Friday the 13th, that's number six. Oh, Carrie is a good one. Carrie is a good one. Number eight, go I F. I think I even watched the new Carrie, I'm pretty sure. Let's see, number I've eight can go F itself. I hate the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Shouldn't even be on this list. I mean, I tried to like it. I gave it a shot. I Me really too. Did. There's so much fucking hype around it, but it really is just like, I don't. Care I even about it. I even went and saw it at uh, Mesker Park Amphitheater with a Me bunch of, with a bunch of people in their underwear. I I was I was there in my underwear. <laughs> Maybe I saw you. <laughs> you this probably was like, did. This was and like guess what? It still sucked. It's awful. I, this was probably like two thousand nine ish, maybe ten. Literally, that's when I went. That's so neat. Maybe I've seen you in your underwear before. You probably have. Well, I still hated it. Sorry. That's all right. Number nine, Child's Play. We mentioned I'm, that I'm one. sorry to report it's only gone downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, was definitely a peak underwear time for me. Like, I remember I went with someone and we left early. Like, it's like, I, I can't sit here with all these Nimrods squirting water guns. All I know is someone was and, like, listen, there's going to be a bunch of people in their underwear. You can also wear your underwear. We're going to sneak drinks in. And I was like, that's it. I'm there. Yep. I mean, it's just, that's, I don't know. It's just, yeah. I, I couldn't stand it. Um, we I did, didn't like it either. We did Child's Play. We did The Shining, number 11, The Conjuring, Texas Chainsaw. That movie's fucking scary. Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Also fucking scary. Oh, I love Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Seen that too. Here's a That's really, scary. Here's a really modern one from 2018, A Quiet Place. I haven't seen that one yet. I want to see that one. A Quiet Place? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen that either. Night of the Living Dead. That's a good one. It's old, 1968. It's really, it's a, it's yeah, old but good. Uh, it. I believe they're talking about the original, the 1990 okay. one. I've never seen the original, but I did see both of the new ones. I've only seen the first of the new ones, um, but the other one's on HBO Max, so I'm going to watch that soon. Uh, 17, The Blair Witch Project. That movie was fucking scary, too. Uh, not scary to me, but innovative. That started a whole new genre of the found footage. It reminds me kind of like the Paranormal Activity Avenue. Right, yeah, like with that movie yeah. to me, the Blair Witch Project walked so that paranormal activity could run. Right, like, that's what I thought. Following about. that, I don't even know what this is. The Witch from 2015. The hell is that? 
I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. Uh, we did Saw, Poltergeist. Poltergeist is okay. Meh, yeah. Insidious from 2010. That's fucking scary. Oh. Conjuring, Insidious, those are both fucking scary. Get Out from 2017. That was okay. Loved that movie. I didn't think it was scary, though. I, I thought would, it was more of a thriller. Yeah, I'm with you. I would, I would agree horror. with that. Uh, you know, I fully endorsed Paranormal Activity at 23. Yeah. I've never seen Candyman. Me either. This movie, to me... But I bet he likes chocolate better. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just a few more on here. Um, This movie always winds up on lists like this, and I just feel it does not belong. Okay. The Sixth Sense. No, again, that doesn't belong on horror. It's like a thriller at best. Yeah, a a psychological thriller, I think. And also not that great of a movie, in my opinion. The Last House on the Left, I've never seen. Fucking scary. Are you talking about the 1972 version? Oh, wait, which, Not, which oh, is no, it? No, 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 no. It's a new, it's in, I've seen a newer one. Okay, this one says so 1972. it must have been a remake and I wasn't aware of it. Okay, I say fucking scary. It's not necessarily fucking scary, but it, um, there is a plot twist in that movie and I'm like really annoying to watch movies with, I'll admit, because I am always searching for the plot twist. I'm like, yeah, he's really the murderer. You know, like I always mm-hmm. like try to figure it out. Sometimes I ruin it for myself instead of just enjoying it. Dry kit nuts. That movie had a plot just where I was like, holy fucking shit. I would have never guessed that happened. Never guessed it in a million years. Cool. The Baba Duke. So I would highly recommend that. Uh, well, that's what Kent painted his pumpkin as this year. Apparently, we painted pumpkins yesterday. And I'm like, why the fuck do you make the Babadook? <laughs> Doesn't I, I saw it? I think it came on Netflix in 2014, and just uh, I've watched it. Yeah, it was just fine. This next it was one, okay. this next one's great. Yeah, The Ring from 2002. Oh, that shit kept me up a lot of yeah. my childhood. Ring's awesome. I still to this day can't look in a dark corner. I'm like, that bitch has got hair. I can see it. I'll, I'll just I'll wrap it up. There. The, the other two, I don't even know what they are. So we'll wrap it up there. Um, I'm shocked. Not necessarily shocked because although I don't consider like the scary movie that scared me the worst, I don't consider it necessarily like a Halloween movie that I would watch around Halloween. But it did fuck me up pretty bad for a long time. And that was uh, The Strangers. Is that from like the 90s? No, it was. It's, it's not that. It's got um, Liv Tyler in it. And I like her. I would say it's, it was probably 2010-ish or maybe a little bit before that. But that movie just genuinely, it was like such a haunting feeling the whole time you're watching it. I think that's why it scared me so bad because you're just like always like, oh my gosh, where are they? You know what I mean? One of those things. Like, And it wasn't like they're being haunted by a demon or a spirit. Like it's real people that are just like fucking with them. Mm-hmm. So that's probably the movie that even to this day, I'm just like, oh man, that shit scared me bad. Do you want to know what restaurants, okay, when, when uh, restaurants started opening back up, which restaurants people started flocking to the most? Oh, yeah, I would like to know that. I'd like to know if I'd been to them. Number one, Texas. Chick-fil-A. What'd you say? <laughs> I said Chick-fil-A. Okay, um, think more of... Um, sit down. S- sit down, yeah. Okay, okay. Um, you want to go ahead and guess. Gosh, now I've got to think of chains. Yes, they're of like the local. They're chains and they're they're all like sit down joints. Okay, gotcha. I can I tell you, we, d- we definitely visited one of these. Um, Brittany and I did during the pandemic. We've done curbside from one of these places multiple times. Okay, okay. Number one, Texas Roadhouse. That's not where we got our curbside. 
No, I don't know that I never have understood the hype about Texas Roadhouse. Um, number two, it's just the average. Yeah, to me, it's fine. It's not bad, but mm-hmm. I know people like it. This would be the one I would put at number one. Everyone loves Olive Garden. True. That was I've a, never had a bad experience at Olive Garden. Love Olive Garden. That was my first day with Brittany was at Olive Garden. We love Olive yeah. Garden. Uh, love it. Obviously, things worked out well. Endless soup salad and breadsticks. That's fucking innovative. <laughs> Pat on the back to Olive Garden. Keep it up. Um, Applebee's is number three. They're the one to me. If I had to rank the, this is like I don't care too much about Applebee's. They're not bad. Applebee's can literally fuck off. <laughs> like um, Applebee's, fuck off. This next restaurant, I feel like gets a bad gets a bad rap, and okay. is good. Like I really enjoy Chili's. I'm so sad it's gone in Evansville. I know it's gone in Evansville, and you know what? Once it was gone in Evansville, I was like, oh shit, we had a Chili's. It, I, I adored it. I, I used to eat at Chili's all the time. I don't know if I've ever once eaten at Chili's in my life. Oh, man, you missed out. It was solid. I know. And then whenever it was gone, I was like, oh, my gosh, I guess that was Chili's, wasn't it? Like, never even crossed my mind to ever go there. I mean, not, I've, not for like any bad reason, just wasn't on my list. ever. No, I always loved it there. And then last but not least, uh, another underappreciated one, one that I, my wife refuses to eat at. So we have literally and there's like seven of them here in Evansville. Uh, just Uh-oh. flat out refuses to eat at a Denny's. A Denny's? <laughs> I love Denny's. You know me. We, we've eaten at Denny's a few times together. I love me a fucking Grand Slam. We have? Oh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, we, we were working, though. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was for work, but we weren't, uh, we weren't sad to be there. No, no. I was f- full, I've I never always, been sad at a Denny's. Yeah, no, 100%. You're absolutely right. Those were, and those were always fun broadcasts for sure. And they always just really like, they're just like, what would make pancakes even better? And then they're like, make them like French toast, fruit <laughs> baskets. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Denny's. Keep that shit up. I saw, um, there's a really, really good bacon too. There's a new edgy food campaign or ad campaign coming from a food company of all things from Kraft Mac and Cheese. Have you heard about this? No, but I'm here for it. I love mac and cheese. It's called Send Nudes. Oh, so what they're doing, I do- love that. And they're spelling nudes N O O D S. Right. Yeah. So like if, noodles. So yeah. if you tweet with the hashtag send nudes at craft, you can win uh, free boxes of mac and cheese. Oh, well, that'll do me a lot of good because mac and cheese has a ton of gluten in it. Well, <laughs> but you can eat gluten, right? Craft needs to have gluten free mac and cheese. Well, and I'm all in. Maybe send them some nudes. Maybe they'll find maybe they'll get you. Maybe they'll send you a box. <laughs> Listen, if we're talking free mac and cheese, they're giving away. I would definitely send nudes. They're, they're giving away 7,000 boxes in total. So if you want to try to get one, send nudes to craft. Okay. And then they're going to be really disappointed when my butthole's in their inbox. <laughs> be like, Maddie, Maddie, no, no. I feel like they're not going to be disappointed. I had one more. St- not what we meant. <laughs> I had one more story for you if you wanted. Okay. Yeah. And think about this before you answer. Okay. How many enemies do you have? Enemies? Yeah. Like people that I don't like and that don't like me back or just people that I don't like? Enemies. You know what the word means. <sighs> because this poll was done asking people how many enemies they had. They asked 30,000 Americans. Mm. I'll say three. See, I'm happy to hear you say that. Because Why? the most common answer by far was zero. 
And I I don't know if those people are lying, but I was. Well, those people didn't piss me the fuck off in high school. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I've got, I mean, I can think of like at least a handful. Like I for sure got some people where I'm looking back and I'm like, why did I not just beat the absolute dog shit out of her when I had the chance? I mean, there, there are definitely people. Even all this time later, I still don't like them. There are definitely people um, at our former job that want this to fail miserably. Mm hmm. You know, um, oh, now that we brought up our other job, let's bump it up. Let's bump it up to six. Yeah, right. Like, I mean, there's several people <laughs> there that hate us. Thanks for listening. And I love that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, and like, I can think of other people in, in in radio that I didn't work with, but worked against that hate my guts. Yeah. And I love that, yeah. too. OK. Um, you know, one. Let's go with the, I'm going to go with a round. I'm going to go with a solid ten. I'm going to say, now that, yeah, I'm going to say that we've had this conversation. Yeah. I'm gonna, and, and I feel like good for you. I feel like that's honest. Like, remember when we were talking about like, um, um, are there people you want to see die? Yeah. And like some people, I think people who, who say there's no one that they want to see, I think they're lying personally. Yeah. You gotta have somebody down in there that, that that even if you've just heard about them or something, that's like a what, really shitty person. That's what I'm saying. Even if you ha- haven't met them, like you made jokes about the president or whatever. Like, um, right. I, I'm just saying that like everyone's got someone. I, right. I, I, and if you don't, I don't believe you personally. If they're honest, they'll tell you. This episode of the Rob's Podcast with Maddie West is brought to you by All About You DJ. Let All About You DJ host your next wedding party or event. All About You DJ specializes in wedding receptions as well as any other private parties, including birthdays, engagement parties, school dances, or any other special events you may need a DJ for. We work with you to ensure that your entertainment is perfect for your event. At All About You DJ, your event is not only important to you, but it's also important to us. We want to make it memorable for all those involved all about you provides everything you need to make your wedding the event of your dreams from dazzling photo booths to ensure your event is one your guests will never forget to gorgeous uplighting to make your wedding photos pop all about you offers several different packages to fit your needs you could even ask for me the rob to host your party check out our five-star reviews on google and on facebook.com slash all about you dj give us a call at 812-402-0610 or check us out online at allaboutyoudj.com remind me after the next spot to tell you a quick quick side note about uh, all about you maddie Alrighty. This episode also brought to you by Gold Tree Realty. If you're looking to buy or sell your home, you definitely want to talk to our friends at Gold Tree Realty. With Gold Tree Realty, you'll be dealing with experienced real estate agents and investors. They can handle sellers in any condition. So if your property is ready to go with no repairs needed, or if it needs a little TLC, Gold Tree Realty can get you that sold sign on your lawn, sometimes even with a cash offer in as fast as 72 hours. And if you're looking to buy a home, uh, Gold Tree Realty specializes in buyers finding, I'm, I'm sorry, in helping buyers find their dream home. Give Andrew, Jason, or any of the experienced and knowledgeable members of the Gold Tree Realty team a chance to help you buy or sell your next home in the Evansville area. Call 812-432-2556 or like them on Facebook, facebook.com slash Gold Tree Realty. Once again, that's Gold Tree Realty, 812-432-2556. If you would like to advertise on the Rob's podcast of Maddie West, please email the Rob's podcast at gmail.com. Um, real quick, I uh, did a wedding this weekend. 
Yeah. Um, I want to shout out Brooklyn. Big fan of the Rob's podcast, Maddie West. Oh, uh, thanks, Brooklyn. Said, by the way, I was uh, I had I worked her wedding before. I wasn't the lead. Uh, I was like training back then, but she recognized me from doing her wedding before. And she said, that "Oh, was, I thought this was Brooklyn's second wedding. I wasn't sure where this no, conversation no, was she going. Was, I was she like, was, oh, good for Brooklyn. She was a guest <laughs> at this wedding. Oh, okay, cool. And uh, she wanted to let me because that was when I did her wedding before. It was I was still at the radio station, but she says, oh, yeah. I have not listened to Kiss at all since since they fired you. I've been loyal. And uh, she says she loves the podcast. So I just want to shout out Brooklyn. I uh, appreciate Brooklyn, that. Be- Brooklyn's my bitch. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So um, you're a real one. I, I won't word it quite like that. But yeah, you're a real one for sure. And I, <laughs> and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> Is there anything you want to get in before we exit Maddie or are you just. Uh, I think that's it. Okay. So your quarantine is up. Your quarantine is up, but you're traveling. I'm out. So I don't know. I don't know what we'll be doing next week because this well, throws stay me Stay tuned. In. It's ever changing. <laughs> Maybe we can we like uh, to keep things spicy here. You know, at least your end sounds good now. Hopefully I'll be able to get the sound worked out on my side here too. And we'll be able to throw something together next week. Why don't we plan on doing another virtual show next week? That sounds good to me. Maddie, you're the best. Thank you so much. I hope you, I wish you continued recovery. Uh, please so. make good decisions and stay safe. I will make good decisions. <laughs> well, I will stay safe. That's will, what I meant. That's what I meant. I'll we stay will safe. try to talk to you next week on the Roz podcast with Maddie West.